Hey everybody, really excited to bring you today's episode. And this is an opportunity I had to sit down with Damon Klotz. Damon is our workplace evangelist who's really out in the world talking about, uh, thinking about the state of the workplace, both at the macro level and at the human micro level. Damon is also the host of our podcast, the Culture First podcast. So he has an opportunity to speak with lots of great thought leaders uh, in the space, people like Simon Sinek or Esther Perel. And I really just wanted to spend some time with Damon and talk to him about what he's seeing, what he's thinking about what's going on and what we have coming. Uh, I would not be surprised. I think there's going to be more episodes where me, me checking in with Damon. Uh, and also, he had a lot of great insights based on the things that he's, he's talking to some of these people about and what he brings into the current state of affairs. So uh, this is not too long, about, I think, 15 or 16 minutes worth of a recorded uh, conversation um, that I found really beneficial. I think it's a great insight and some good reminders. So I hope you enjoy. Take a listen. And thanks again for checking out our podcast. Damon, how are you? Craig, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking time. I know it, at least, it, you know, at Culture Amp, we're all really busy right now. And I appreciate you taking the time to just to have this conversation. Uh, and just a little background, you know, we've had multiple conversations. And when I talk to you, I always appreciate your insight. And now more than ever with everything going on, I just want to have a quick conversation uh, with you just about what you're seeing, what's going on. But for those that may listen to this aren't aren't familiar, just really quickly, your role at Culture Amp, um, just a little bit about you about your background yeah so um i'm about 14 days or so away from my five-year uh camp anniversary as we call it here at coltramp so um i've been here for quite a long time it's uh outlived many startup tenures uh and uh, many company tenures let alone startup ones but um my background is i um from australia originally i studied a bachelor of business and i majored in hr um, I picked it not because I wanted to do it, because I really didn't get anything else in business school. And so there was no leading indicators about what I should do or who I should be when I wanted to grow up. And, but I really just fell in love with the idea of maximizing humans potential at work. Um, so I wanted to learn more about that. And I started, um, like, you know, doing the introduction to HR subject. And I went up to a lecturer and said, like, I want to learn more about this. How do I get into it? And she gave me a piece of advice, which was, uh, if you want to get ahead in your career, um, learn how to network and cut your stupid hair. Because I used to have hair down to my shoulders. And I said, I'm willing to do one of those. So I went to a networking event. Um, I Googled how, to, you know, how do you network? And I went along and I, I met some people and I managed to get an um, opportunity to go interview at a government department in Australia. And then before I knew it, I was 19 years old and working in a corporate learning and development team of 35 people supporting an organization of 65,000 people. And that really started my journey about um, training, speaking, um, you know, consulting and uh, learning how to effectively tell stories and take people on, on a journey. And that's really been at the heart of everything I've done. So when I look at my time over, not only my time at Culture Amp, but time, my, my whole career, it's really around like using stories and ideas and inspiring people to change behaviors. And I've done that through the mental health space. I've done that through consulting on digital marketing and working in the private healthcare sector and then at Culture Amp. But now I really feel like I'm in this role where I could do this for the next 20 years. It's as our first work culture evangelist, which is, you know, an external kind of storytelling role to go out to the world and not tell stories about how to use Culture Amp better, but how to tell stories that makes the world of work better. 
And um, then I get to bring all those learnings back in um, the company. So I really feel like I'm at the start of a um, brand new journey. It's awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, this, the idea really the workplace evangelist. And now uh, what you didn't say is that you are the host of our podcast, uh, the Culture First podcast, which is it's been amazing. And, you know, knowing you and working with you, you've always been such a great resource and someone that really has your finger on the pulse of, of this at multiple levels, both industry, but also at the human level. And, um, but I think today, look, you know, we're going to have a quick talk, but what I really want to quickly get at is, is, is the current time and what's going on in, you know, our conversation, especially given you've been doing this for a long time, but with the podcast over the last year and the real in-depth where you've gone, I just wanted to talk to you about your take on you know, what you're seeing and like, what's happening? Where do you think we're going? Like, what are you making of the situation from a workplace perspective, especially given the work you do and you're thinking about the stories and the meta um, and the micro, like what, yeah, what's, what's up for Damon and all this? And what are you thinking and seeing? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's so funny to look back at like, so, you know, we started planning this podcast in 2019. I had a chance to interview people from about July onwards of last year. And, you know, I've been interviewing people nonstop since then. And we really planned out the season and planned out what we wanted to talk about and said, you know, if these are stories to create a better world of work, what are the, what are those stories? Like, what are the topics we should focus on? Um, and, you know, we spoke about things like relational intelligence and building really strong relationships. And like, what are we not talking about enough at work? We spoke about how do you effectively scale culture? How do you work with more love and magic and, um, you know, things about like empathy and compassion fatigue. And, you know, when I look back at all the things that we spoke about, like, God, do we need them right now? Like how to build strong relationships with people? How do you do it with people that you don't see every day? Um, you know, how do you scale up a culture for certain industries that are growing more than ever right now? And how do you actually help people, you know, throughout these tough times? Because, um, you know, talking about company culture, it's not about, you know, it's not about the good days always. Like it's, it's the foundations that help you get through the tough times. It's about, um, you know, who are you on your worst day? And a lot, of, a lot of those topics that I've tried to speak about, it's not always like the success stories. It's also about like what's real for people and hearing from multiple people about these topics. So in some ways, I would say that like you could, we, we could have released the whole season right now and said like, these are all topics we should talk about based on the environment that we're in. Um, and in other ways, they're also um, ever, evergreen topics that I think we should be talking about forever because they're really at the core of like, you know, what is the what is our expectation from the workplace and from the people that we work with? And I think right now those expectations are being tested. And uh, you know how much do we expect from our workplace more than just the paycheck? Um, there's been some incredible articles out there right now around you know the whole rise of employer branding, which was a space that I kind of worked in for a while. You know the crossroads of marketing and HR. You know it's not about the websites anymore. It's not it's not about the campaigns. <laughs> like your employer brand is everything you do right now everything that is happening in the world right now, like that is it. That is, that is what you, your actual brand is. That is what your culture is. That is what you stand for. So yeah, I would encourage everyone who's trying to understand how to better support their employees right now, like dive back in, in into the first season of the Culture First podcast, because these are all still relevant um, without us having to say that, you know, they're relevant now because, because, you know, in my perspective, these are topics that we should always be talking about, but I think they're just hypersensitive right yeah. now. You know, a question that comes up for me as you're talking is, and I love that perspective and you're right, that, that, and that you've gone after these topics that are relevant and they're relevant today and before. As we're going through this, it's pretty intense. You've had the opportunity to speak with some really amazing people over the last six to eight months. 
Is there one story? Is there one thing that keeps seems to float to the top of your mind from some of these talks or conversations you've had right now? Ooh, yeah. Like the people I've had a chance to speak with, uh, you know, my friends back in Australia were like, oh my God, like, I know you love that person. Like, what was it like to speak to them? And like, what, was it nerve wracking? And it didn't sound like it was. And I always tell them, it's amazing what you can do with editing. <laughs> you, we can edit out all the parts where I was nervous. Um, but for me, I think uh, what we're really grappling with more than ever is we don't know whether we're living at work or whether we're like, um, you know, working from home, right? And uh, these worlds have blended together. And I think what we're having a conversation about for the first time in a really honest way is around like, what is your whole self at work? What does it actually mean? Like when, when you don't physically remove, like when the space where you work and the space where you live is the same, like what does that actually mean? So the, the story that comes up was uh, one of the questions I asked uh, Esther Perel, who's a famous psychotherapist. Um, and I said, you know, what, what do we not talk about enough at work? And she said the fact that so many um, of, um, you know, employees around the world are caregivers and whether that's caregivers to a parent or caregivers to um, a child or, you know, the fact that we are so interdependent on all these people in our lives, whether we're dependent on them for our own support or whether we're giving support to others. And now when you're asking people to bring their whole self to work, it actually means being honest that like, well, the first three hours of my day, I'm, 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 I'm homeschooling or um, I'm delivering I'm delivering, you know, goods to my um, elderly mother or something, you know, we're now actually talking about whatever our, the idea of our whole self at work used to be, which I think was easy, easy to be said, not so easy to actually um, action in the workplace. So that story is coming up for me. I think we're actually talking about the fact that we have a lot of responsibilities mm. outside of work. I love that. And it's, it's, yeah, as you even say that first, it's interesting. I wasn't sure that, that, that that's the one that came up and it's so poignant and it's true. I think this moment in time is forcing us to really consider for me, all these interdependencies that I think we had the luxury to take, to like take for granted. And now we're having to, to consider it all because the magnitude and the ripple effects, I think of things that we didn't, we didn't think three layers out. And now we are, which is my next question to you. So, okay. So we have, you've had great content. It's, it's evergreen, but I'm, uh, uh, and people that listen to my stuff will know that I'm sitting in this place right now of like, I think we're going through a major, what's the other side will look different than, than, than when we went into this and it's going to happen fast. And most people agree with that at a certain level. I'd love to take, given just your, your high level of knowledge of, of the space, what do, you, what do you predict? What do you think, if you agree with that statement, what do you think is on the other side? What sorts of things you think we can expect to see and what's going to be different? I think something that I've always, I guess, been careful of with my worldview is that I truly do believe that we should get a lot of meaning from our work. Um, that the, like, I've always had a strong sense of my identity tied to my work and I've always really enjoyed it. And I've worked in multiple industries and had multiple job titles. So it's not been about the job title, but it's about whether I'm getting meaning from it. And I think right now as the world faces, you know, a potential global recession, I think some of that might be reset a little bit around like what is true meaning at work and maybe the fact that we're all spending a lot more time with family and friends and loved ones and that we are actually maybe less focused on work right now in this current state because we it is so uncertain maybe there will be a bit of a reset about how much meaning we should be getting from our work which i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be honest because it's important to me but um so you know for a lot of people right now just getting a paycheck is the most important thing um and you know what meaning you get from that is going to be very different because that meaning might be i have a chance to put food on the table um on the flip side of that you know i think this whole um 
working remotely revolution is going to have ripple effects about you know whether we actually do need offices anymore and then i think the last piece that i'm really hope, hoping for is that we're actually going to be super intentional about how and why we gather like when we are asking people to come together i think we would ask you know companies all around the world have been asking people to come to, to this space monday to friday with no real intention about why <laughs> because it's like this is our hq with no meaning with no reason of why why is it in this city or suburb or country? What, what are our expectations besides being at your desk or at your machine or at your station when you're there, you know? So like if we, if we could radically change when we come together and why we come together, my hope is that maybe we're a bit more intentional about those moments we do spend in person. Yeah, wow, I love that. And I, I really appreciate that, that insight. I, I thought for a minute about, um, you know, I've always been inspired by Neil Dosey and Lindsay McGregor and work and Prime to Perform, but, you know, they talked about the, these, these six motivators and three that we use a lot that don't really motivate humans to their best, which is, you know, uh, economic, emotional, and inertia. And inertia has always been a weird one to get my head around as far as a motivator, but like, I think you just called it out. Like, we've been doing stuff because of inertia for so long, just, that's just the way it is. And we don't yeah. question. And if we did question, we got kind of swat down because it was going against the, the, the machine, you know? And now to your point, like these inertia, like all the inertia has been broken. And just to call out the other side, since we're talking about that, the three that we should strive for that, that, that science shows is play purpose and potential. Um, and maybe my hope is in the breakdown of that inertia, we can move towards more play purpose and potential in our work and that there is there's a real gift on the other side of this. And I know there's a lot, gonna be a lot of pain as well, but I'm holding out for the gift, especially in this world of where humans can manifest in the workplace their best selves, so. The inertia piece is, is huge because one of the other kind of key takeaways was when Simon Sinek was uh, talking to me about, you know, like, why do we do what we do? And like, you know, and the question he always asked is when, when you're making decisions, he said, you know, to what end? Like, oh, I'm working harder on this project, you know, to what end? So I can get promoted, to what end? So I can like get a new title, to what end? To make more money, to what end? To buy stuff to impress people I don't like. Okay, why? <laughs> like, like if none of that matters at the very end of all that, why are you getting so hamstrung on some of the decisions that you're making? And I think, yeah, a lot of the people I'm speaking to, spending more time with their family is really important right now, spending more time on other interests and remembering that, you know, we are complex human beings and we've, really graduated to the, you know, the state of the world that we are in now. And um, I think having a bit of a reset is important sometimes because sometimes we have been doing things for a long time because of that inertia. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you said a couple of things after these big size. Uh, so I really appreciate it. I, I thank you too for taking some time out. Um, real quick, like you mentioned the podcast, where, what, what's the word out to anybody that is not aware? Yeah, so if you head to culturefirstpodcast.com, you'll find all the episodes. We also make resources about each of the episodes, so downloadable guides, um, you know, ex excerpts from people's books. So have a look there. And then if any of the conversations, you know, strike a chord with you, um, I'm at Damon Clocks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and then um, feel free to join in. And uh, this is one big conversation I'm having with the world about how we can, you know, share stories yeah. to create a better world of work. It's, it's beautiful. Your work is beautiful. Um, I've really enjoyed what you've done. And I gotta tell you, Damon, it's like good to have you here, but I have a funny sense of having this conversation that this may, you know, this may be every month or so we check in and just hear what the update is because you really, you bring a lot to the table and this is going to be changing and changing quickly. Um, so I hope we get to continue this uh, either here or possibly on LinkedIn live. Um, but I really just thank you so much for being you showing up the way you do. And I've, it's been great to be able to work with you um, and also to help amplify 
your voice in through the podcast and also to, to anybody that may not be aware of you. I hope they are now from listening to this. So thanks. Thank you. We are all, all doing our part to make the world a little bit better. So hopefully stories like this and uh, our respective communities can, can get these stories right now because we need it. We need it. We, we need, need it. it. We need to connect. We need to hear these stories, especially when we're, we're isolated. So I know we're working really hard to do that. Thanks for bringing it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah.